listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with JP, Giselle, and Kyrie, we're here till midnight. At that time, it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. So how was your Wednesday? Hope you had a fantastic Wednesday. Thank you, Carlin. Brilliant job as always. Interesting discussion. And you can uh, join that discussion. We'll talk a little bit about that along with baseball as well here on ESPN New York tonight. So as you start to hear more about the NHL, Gary Bettman uh, talking in a media conference call about the 24 teams and how this is going to play out and when it could possibly start. You hear that the NBA and Adam Silver could have their announcement as early as Monday about what their proposal is going to be for the NBA returning. Will it be uh, a play-in kind of like what the NHL is doing? Will it be just the 16 playoff teams and that's it? What will be the decision? What will be the discussion? And all the talk this weekend about over 6 million people watching a, a golf benefit that was so great and got so much publicity that, you know, they're talking about making it an annual situation. Let's do it again. Phil Mickelson said, hey, let's come back one more time. Let's do it. Let's do it. NASCAR rolling in viewership in their three races in what, 10 days? So obviously there is a thirst. Obviously there is a, a quest to want to see live sports on TV again. We got it. And we know the NFL, even though they're scheduled to start in September, they are pretty much on schedule for training camp. Yeah, the OTAs and all that stuff is going on virtually. But, I mean, you know, they're still getting their work done. Is it physically? No. But even there, as cities and states begin to look on the downside, a few of them, on the coronavirus and what's happening with the numbers as they drop, now you're noticing that more and more states are opening and allowing practice facilities to open, like here in New York and in New Jersey. And then there's Major League Baseball. And then there's the discussion, not about how we're going to make sure the players are okay, not about how many folks are going to be traveling with each team, not about will we will we take their temperature twice a day or twice a week or three times a day or what. It's about money. It's about cash. It's a bad look for both. At a time when you've got history making numbers of unemployment in this country, you've got millionaires and billionaires fighting over dollars. Fighting. To say that, you know what? It it does not look good. It's a tough, tough situation. And don't be surprised if, you know what? There's no baseball. Marcus Stroman, right-hander for the Mets, tweeted out yesterday after Major League Baseball formally presented to the Players Association its economic and health and safety proposal for players. He says, quote, the season is not looking promising. 
keeping the mind and body ready regardless time to dive into some life after baseball projects. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Brighter times remain ahead. Why? Why are the players disappointed? Let's throw some numbers at you, shall we? So, according to our Jeff Passan, let's just throw some numbers. If a player was to make $35 million for a full year salary, $35 million a year, the proposal for Major League Baseball by the owners is that they would get $7.84 million. Okay? Let's look at it. Now, that's general. Let's look at it if it was prorated fully. All right? So here, Jeff also tweeted out the 82-game prorated salaries versus Major League Baseball's proposal. So if you were to make, of the 82 games, if you were to supposed to make seventeen million for the eighty-two games, which was the fifty-fifty scenario, right? That's what the players' association agreed with the with Major League Baseball about before this whole thing got started. Now, under the new proposal, the owners are saying, "If you made seventeen point seven million for eighty-two games, we'll pay you seven point eight four million. If you made fifteen point two million dollars for eighty-two games, we want to pay you six point nine five million." If you made $10.1 million for 82 games, we want to pay you $5.15 million. If you made $1.1 million for 82 games prorated, the proposal is we'll pay you $736,000. Now, here's the issue with the players, and here's where they have a problem. We understand that the owners have said, listen, we are, we want to give you the 82 game salary. We really did. That was in our best interest. We were honest with you about that. That's what we wanted to do. But we didn't think that we're going to have no fans and 40% of our revenue comes from fans. So without that revenue, we can't pay you the, the full prorated price. Just can't do it. So this is what we can do. And here's the bad situation here. Because it's about the money. And let us not be surprised because when we talk about the NHL coming back, and I remember a caller a couple of weeks ago said to me, Larry, the NHL is going to be one of the first teams back, first leagues back because of their situation financially. And it looks like they may be back before basketball so he was a thousand percent right so it's usually about the money we want to say it's about keeping people healthy and it is we want to say it's about making sure that it's a healthy culture for the fans so they are confident that they will eventually be able to come back and it is but in the beginning, this for Major League Baseball is clearly about the money and salaries. What the NHL and the NBA have been able to do is deal with that behind the scenes. They've been able to talk about it. They've been able the players in the NBA have already taken pay cuts. Now, I don't know if they've taken pay cuts substantial to what I've seen in Major League Baseball under this proposal. But I do know they've taken pay cuts. And yet when we talk about money, it's about helping the networks and helping the regional 
television networks who carry the games, the MSGs, the SNYs, the yeses across these leagues. That's what it's about. So it's about money for them as well. But for Major League Baseball, it comes down to the salaries. And it's frustrating. If you're a baseball fan right now, you want your sport back. Because, yes, the NHL is going to be exciting with their 2014 playoff. Yes, the NBA is going to be exciting with their playoff situation. But Major League Baseball is every day. Every day you have an opportunity to sit back and watch your favorite team perform and eat up four to five hours of your day. Four to five hours at a time when you are sitting in your house trying not to find a reason to go outside and do something and watch some live sports is critical to you at this point. So you have to be a little disappointed. I want to find out just how disappointed you'll be. Our Twitter poll question tonight, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. As a baseball fan, how would you feel if both the NHL and NBA return, but Major League Baseball doesn't? Would you be done with baseball? Would you be very disappointed? Or would you say, you know what? I'll get over it. They hurt me before when they canceled the season and there was no World Series. There had been wars when there had been World Series, but no World Series. But you know what? I I stuck with baseball. I'll be back. Or maybe you have another feeling that isn't registered in our poll. If you do, we welcome you to join us. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Milton's in Brooklyn. Milton, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Milton? Uh, hey, listen, I just want to give a different perspective. I, I really think people are being naive, number one. People are being unrealistic. And, I, and I'm laughing at the fans that I'm a diehard Yankee fan. And when they come back, if they don't come back fast, I'm not going to. You're going to watch. We're all going to watch. All diehard fans are going to watch. You know, you just, just stop trying to. You know, even in 94, how mad I got, what happened? I went back to watching it. And especially if your team's doing Why? Why did you go back? I, think, I mean, why? We're diehard fans. We go over this game when we're kids. You, we're not going to stop watching. You work for ESPN. You have to watch. I mean, we're fans. We're going to watch. We keep telling ourselves we're not, but we are. Let's stop lying to ourselves. Even if it's a, a small percentage that stops watching, it's still going to be like 90 is going to come back and watch it. And now the other thing is, <clears throat> this is a reality TV era. This is um, social media. You don't think back in the 70s, the 60s, and the 50s, the plays were not saying the same thing? We just didn't have internet. And because you got two or three guys on the internet speaking out loud and looking like fools, you're gonna you think all that represents all 700 players? You don't think there's like hundreds of players that are opposite of what they're thinking and they want to not they want to play? And then the other thing is, why should they play now? I, if I'm a baseball player, I will not play until there's a vaccine. Why are we fans of forcing these guys to hurry up and come back? Because I want to watch a game. So they got to risk their families. They got mothers, grandmothers. So they're going to go out there and play it for us. So I could be happy watching a game on TV. They're going to risk their lives. But here's That's the thing, wrong. Milton. And, and Milton, wrong. I agree with you. Milton, I agree with you a thousand percent. But here's the issue. Then that should be the priority that's put up front, right? If you say it's a different argument, if you hear Snell say, hey, listen, look, I, I, want, I want a vaccine. I want a vaccine. 
I you, you understand what I'm saying? Doesn't it doesn't it give a different look if that if if that's the story that's put out? But the, that look, unfortunately, that look. Most people are about the money. We are human beings, and unfortunately, because this guy is going on his a Twitch account trying to get attention and maybe some followers or trying to just get out there because he plays for Tampa Bay. Nobody probably knows him. But the problem is, it doesn't represent every player. I mean, he said that. Fine, that you can get mad. Some fans will get mad. We're not. We got to be a little realistic here. These guys are about their families and about the money. That's what they mm-hmm. have a short career. Look at Don Mattingly's career. You think mm-hmm. Don Mattingly was? had the right to like not be upset after having a back injury and only playing five years great with the Yankees and mm-hmm. struggling after that. Not everybody plays 20 years. These guys are only 700 players in the world, and they, they got to get some respect, the fact that they go and do this, and you can't force them to do it. And I think right now they shouldn't even play. I'm a fan. I want them to come back. Well, what mm-hmm. is this thing about putting everybody in a hotel and it's all this, let's <laughs> risk everybody's life? What if, what, what, I know. What's going to happen? What's going to yep. happen is going to take a whole team to get sick on a plane Everybody mm-hmm. gets sick and a person dies. And then we're going to go, oh, we shouldn't have did this and stop again. I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with the players here, bro. I'm I sorry. hear you, Milton. And listen, I, I'm with you. Thanks for the phone call. I'm with you in the sense of they shouldn't be forced to rush back. But it's the money. And from their standpoint, Milton, and ladies and gentlemen, they're saying, hey, the networks want them to come back. The networks are going to pay the owners to bring them back. So then if they're going to get some money, I want mine. So all I'm saying is that from a, from the optic of fans looking and Milton, I have to say you are a rarity because most, most fans side with side with owners. They should play. They, they come on. Look at that money they're making. I don't make, I have to go to work. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sitting home. I got to put my life on the line, and that's that's how a lot of fans look at it. But no, I, I agree with you. I understand what the players are doing. My whole thing is the only thing I would do differently is, and this is you know this comes with Tony Clark and the folks in the union and the team reps. You know, the bottom line should be the first thing out there should be about the fact that we're concerned about the the health of our players. And by the way, you know, aside from that, the other side of this is, you know, the owners have gone back on their word about the money. That would be another situation. Andrew's in Stanhope. Andrew, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, how's it going? Just wanted to chime in with LeBron James, if I can. All right, go ahead real quick. I'm just very disappointed in him, and I don't see him as a, you know, being courageous because I'm out of, I come out of Newark and East Orange the highest murder capital when I was a kid per capita. And for the now in Chicago and other cities, when there's the black on black shootings, LeBron wore this T-shirt. It said, I can't breathe. But one weekend there was a hundred shootings and and people say, well, those are criminals. But to me, their lives are just as valuable. And if they survive, they could straighten their lives out. And to the mother who loses that kid, she grieves just as hard as if the kid wasn't a criminal. So it's like wrenching to me that that is being ignored because I'm out of that. I come out of that community, even though I'm not black. Okay. So like, but, but Andrew, you know, don't, terrible. don't you think that, that LeBron is also by investing in young people, by having the school that he's also trying to make a change with young people and put them in the right, on the right direction as well. I guess, that's a good point, and he does. 
absolutely deserve credit for that. But um, I still, you know, when when you talk about, okay, well, this was unjust. And, of course, I agree with the protest. But when the other killings are being ignored, you know, it's well, just I don't like know that me, the Chicago so. killings were being ignored. I don't know, um, Andrew, and thanks for the phone call. I don't know that the Chicago killings were being ignored. I don't know that any killings were being ignored. And when you look at this generation of athletes, uh, you look at the strong stand that these guys have taken. They've done a nice job. They're kind of throwbacks to folks of the 50s and 60s of athletes who understand their role, who understand that they have the opportunity through social media to share how they feel about these things. And when you look at a scenario about what happened in Minneapolis, and I just get it, it, it's unnerving when we start to compare, okay, is this murder worse than that murder? Is that murder worse than this murder? All murders are bad. Black on black crime is bad. White on white crime is bad. Whatever race you do of, of crime is bad. Murders are bad. Okay, that's that's not a positive. But it does something. It says something when you have players who are trying to do things to make a change and are following up their words by doing things, by having schools, by funding programs by letting people know that they don't want to tolerate this. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this in this case of George, George Floyd's death with an officer stepping on his neck. I mean, in 2020, I mean, I'm looking at, I saw this. I'm thinking about, as a young man watching people that look like me being bitten by dogs in the South with enforcement off law enforcement officers behind that as well. So I think LeBron and other athletes have every right to speak out about what they have, what they have to say and what they do. I think they do. Everybody does. But when people say I'm down on LeBron, I'm down on this athlete, I'm down on that athlete. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that athlete speaking out. They should. 1-800-919-3776. Mark is in Paramus. Hey, Mark, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Mr. Hardesty. How are you, sir? Good evening. I'm doing good, Mark. What's happening? Um, first of all, I agree with you 100% on Mr. Floyd in Minneapolis. That was 100% horrible, one of the most egregious things I've seen. And I work uh, at the police department, and that was horrible. Mm. Sad, but very anyway, sad. Anyway, uh, with uh, going back to the baseball, back in mm-hmm. 1994, uh, my father and my, and had uh, partial season tickets for the Yankees. And he had said after the strike, I'm not getting them anymore. And we didn't go to another game. He was fed up with all that. And then, uh, well, he, he's passed away since. But this, what's going on now, 
with all these with this pandemic and all these people that are starving and everything, take the pay cut, play, and you know you could at least get some enjoyment. So, I hear you, uh, Mark. But here's here's the concern I would have. Do do you? Do you are you concerned? Do you have confidence that they'll be able to to protect these players health wise? If they do it responsibly, yes. You know, I mean, if they do the testing and they put them in a hub like they're saying, like have it in a, a few stadiums with no people, like uh, the NHL, NBA, they're all going to do the same thing. They're doing it already in Germany with uh, soccer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm guessing, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm guessing you could you could do it responsibly. Well, you'd hope so, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. But I tell you, you're rolling the dice because, as Milton mentioned, if a couple of players get it and now you've got to shut a team down, you've now not only screwed up this season, next season is now up in jeopardy. So these are the things that you have to be aware of when you make these decisions. And clearly, you know, that's that's part of it. It's not totally the money. It's also health. But on the on the surface, it's about money, right? On the surface, that's the way it's being portrayed. Because what's being leaked out is the issue with how much players are supposed to make and how much they will get under this proposal by Major League Baseball. Our Twitter poll question, as a baseball fan, how would you feel if both the NHL and NBA return, but Major League Baseball doesn't? Would you be done with baseball? Would you be just very disappointed? Or would you get over it? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones. Terry's on the New Jersey Turnpike. Terry, you're next on 98.7. Hey, uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing all right, Terry. Which way are you going? Where are you headed, my friend? Uh, I'm heading south. Just came down from uh, Maine, going back to Virginia Beach. All right. Well, travel safely. What what can we do for you? Hey, I want to talk about this uh, COVID-19 stuff, if you would. Um, Sure. You know, I, I listen. I'm a truck driver, so all I listen to is sports talk radio. And everybody talks about, you know, if, 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 if a player on this team tests positive, then, you know, we got to handle, you know, what are we, what are, what is the team going to do? My question is simply, you know, nobody's bringing up or talking about, you know, in, in the close contact sports, you know, nobody's bringing up, well, what about the other team? You just messed up their season. Because mm-hmm. if you listen to the medical experts, Everybody's got a self quarantine that came in with no contact, you know, this contact tracing stuff. Mm-hmm. It can be a total train wreck. You're right, Terry. There's no question about it. Listen, we don't even have to get that far just just from trying to get everybody back from everywhere they are. Could be a total train wreck. Just trying to get because we don't know where these folks have been. We don't know who they've been in contact with. We don't know what's going on. Look at the NHL. I mean, that's international. All over the world, different countries, and they're coming back together. So, you know, that's the major concern, Terry, and thanks for checking in and be safe on the highway. Uh, 
That's that's one of the major concerns. That's why a lot of fans have said they're not in a rush right now until there's a vaccine to make sure that these guys are safe when they come back. I mean, just look at what happened when, um, you know, Rudy Gobert tested positive and then Donovan Mitchell tested positive. They had to test all the teams that Utah played over the past 10 days to make sure. And there were some folks who were tested positive on some of those other teams. So that's when we have, when we talk about that concern, that's the concern we're talking about. Not just for the player on the particular team, but the team that he's faced and, and all the coaches, umpires, referees, team officials, PR people, staff. This is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is a, this is a major concern. And they're rolling the dice to make sure it goes right. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's going on, Larry? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Everything is good, man. Shout out to your last call out there, man. You know, that's an essential worker right there. He deserves a shout out. That's right. No question. He deserves, that's an essential worker up and down these highways, bringing us groceries and whatever we need. So shout out to Terry, man. Be safe out there, man. Yep. I agree. Uh, 100%. Right. Larry, you ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So tonight what we're going to do, we've done, I think, Trey, we've done, a, uh, and people have said so, so I'm just going to agree with them, that we've done a really, really good job in trying to shout out the first responders and the essential, essential workers over the past couple of months here uh, on ESPN New York tonight. And we've done a lot of hospitals. But tonight, Trey, the staff has asked me to shout out a different group of hospitals. This would be the urgent care centers in the tri-state area. Because while some of the hospitals were were just flooded with people, were overrun with COVID-19 and some of the other issues that you couldn't get into the emergency room because you didn't have COVID-19, that's where these urgent care centers stepped up in all the tri-state area, whether it's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Staten Island, uh, wherever it was, they, those nurses and those doctors and those people on the front have done a tremendous job in taking the overflow from where the regular hospitals have not been able to to handle because they were swamped themselves. I mean, you 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 remember the photos here about different uh, people in the hallway, uh, beds lined up on both sides of the hallway, emergency rooms just full. So we wanted to shout out all the folks who are part of the urgent care network and all those urgent care centers in the tri-state area tonight. So what you're saying is you and the squad pulled the audible. Yeah, we did. Beautiful. That's the best audible I've seen since Peyton. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beautiful. Omaha. Omaha. Is that better? Make you feel better? <laughs> yeah, so we definitely sending them love tonight. All the urgent care workers out there, because you're right, again, essential workers. This phrase is going to be beaten into everybody's head before this is all said and done, because they deserve they deserve our respect and our pro- Found love, man, because they are out there, Larry. It is a, it is not a joke. They are really out there. They are, so no we, question about it. We're looking them up tonight. That's a good yes, one. Indeed. I like. It. All right, so I'm gonna go to, uh, I'm gonna go to, to uh, Queen. Okay. And it's gonna be Jamaica Hospital Medical Center tonight. Sounds good. That's right off the Van Wick. Right mm. there on the Van. Oh yeah, right. Know it well. Right. 
<laughs> Larry, you know every you know every street in New York well. Man. No, no, no. I've been, I've been, let's put it this way: Trey, done a lot of traveling. <laughs> done a lot of traveling. That's what's up. Hey, hey, wait, We know what. You <laughs> we want to shout about tonight, man. Every person in that building yep. is thinking about you, and we appreciate all the hard work and all the uh, sacrifices that y'all put on daily to keep us safe. And we just want to thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts, man. We really want to thank y'all. So thank y'all so much, man. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed up and prayed up. And we're going to be doing the same for you. And that goes no double for the MTA workers and uh, the MTA post workers office. and the post office workers and my, my corrections brothers and sisters out there tonight that got the one earbud in and they mm-hmm. listen to the show. You know what I'm saying? Though, That's right. Shout out to all the soldiers out there, man. Salute. That's right. No question. And man, and man, did you have Chuck chill out, man? You, yes, I did. Larry, yes, I that, did. You know, don't nobody didn't nobody get that from me, so I got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got it. Your message, message received. Hey, Larry Hardesty is big time because you know Chuck chill out person. Get out <laughs> of here. Yeah, <laughs> we worked together a long time, me and Chuck. That's, that's right. That's right. You know, we know about one hundred and seven. Come on, man. We ain't even go, we ain't gonna go there tonight, Larry. No, nah, don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But uh, to touch to touch on your man MJ real quick. I love what Jay Williams just said, man. That was, oh yeah, that was, no question. Uh, that's profound right there. I like what he was talking about. And uh, yeah, I see a little audio, a little, little audio leaked out, Larry. A little audio leak out there. Yes, 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 Rock, yes, Rock, yes. Rothorn, Rothorn got some explaining to do. Yeah, he does. Okay. He does. And I, hate, I hate that Chuck is not here to defend himself and he's passed on. I hate that. But mm-hmm. I want to know what is me and Chris spoke about this. What is the is it is Isaiah really that bad that his own coach that won jewelry <laughs> with him didn't want him on that team, or is that Mike just talking? You see, you never know what this dude because he plays. He tries to play head game. So I, yeah, I he does. I he does. You but the scary know. thing, Trey, was it was Rod Thorne that said he didn't want him. That's the scary That's thing. Crazy. I'm like, <laughs> it was Rod Thorne that said, "Don't worry, Chuck don't want him either." <laughs> so the so the thirty for thirty is really about Isaiah, right? It is. Man, That's the sequel. Bro, oh, Larry, this is horrible, man. This is. It is. And you know what? Mike was right. Mike was right. When that onion get peeled, I told Chris, when that onion get peeled, man, you you will tear up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no question. Okay, no question. So let's get to our, let's get to our guard tonight real quick. Uh, Tyrese yes. Halliburton, fifteen two, mm-hmm. six and a half assists. Yep, six rebounds. Larry, I like a rebounding guard. I yes. love it. I yes. love it. And what I'm telling you, I watched the tape on this kid. This kid is cerebral. Uh, well, that's what jumped out at me when our scout said a uh, smart, uh, high basketball IQ. That means a lot, Trey, because there's a lot of there's a lot. Of, let me put let me put it tactfully. Be nice, there's a lot of players that make bad mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> all the damn time in orange and blue. Let's get now. Let's finish up strong. Uh, this kid is is a, is, is a heady. He's a heady guard. Can put it on the floor and score. His mm-hmm. jumper is a little weird, but it's very it's mechanical. Okay, I can deal with that. Uh, defense leaves a little to be desired. I want to see him use his length a little bit more because mm-hmm. he has the body. He's got a big body, and I want to see him grow into it. And I mm-hmm. and I think he could be positive for us, Larry. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. To you. All right. you know, I like him. I like him, and I know Chris is gonna uh, give his synopsis as well. 
and but that's mine, and that's All mine. Right. And then I guess, who we doing tomorrow? That'll be on you. You pick who we do tomorrow. Uh, let, <laughs> let, let me. Let, I need your view on on my guy Cole Anthony. You want Cole? Okay, we yeah. Do let Cole. me get, let me have Cole. Let me have Cole tomorrow. Okay, I got you. No Cole. problem. Then later in the week, I'm 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 gonna send you. I'm gonna give you warning. You got you got to take one of them French point guards. Oh man, I knew you go do that. I knew you go do that. Hey, Larry, Larry. If, yep. If baseball don't play because of money, man, they gonna lose a lot of fans. But I tell I you one thing so. about yeah, one thing about us though, when they when that when them when them sprinklers hit that grass out there in the Bronx on one sixty first, we'll be out yep. there to watch. No question, it's true. We'll be out you definitely there to watch will. All right, Trey. All right, thanks, guys. my friend. Talk to you. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.